This, this is, is Tuesday. Tuesday. All right. Do right, you see your line? Do you have your lines? Oh, I got lines, baby. I've got lines. They're smaller than normal, but Mike will have to deal with it. So yeah, no, he will. Um. All right. So we've got. I'll start it off. We got me and Matt here tonight. Me is Ross. So we have Ross and Matt here tonight. Um. Doing the um another origin story. So for the fans who don't know, Landon just had his first his first child was just born so he was out mm. um congrats so here's to landon here's to landon and lauren and, and their child we pro- should we announce the name without him on probably not it's a good yeah, we'll it's just know it's a good name here's to landon lauren and their child cheers mm. and obviously mike is just gone too i'm not really sure what mike's doing um but yeah so we've got a uh the an, another origin story tonight Ross and Matt, how the friendship began, what helped it grow, what kept it together. Maybe we'll get to where we're at now. When you see the road from every direction, it will give you eyes, give you hope, it'll give you perspective. I've been back and forth. Now I've seen the road It goes every direction Yeah So Ross Do you remember the glorious day You met me <laughs> I actually I can't picture the first time I saw you Really? I, I don't know That might be a I don't know That might be a good thing I don't know um, Probably would have been intimidated have, I, by my muscles <laughs> I don't have, like, the, you know, the light didn't shine on you. And I was like, this is going to be one of my best friends. <laughs> um, so I, I can't, I do have, we'll get there in just a moment. I remember, I had some good memories of the first weeks or months of friendship. But I don't have the first look memory. Mm. Do you? Do you? Actually, I think I do. I think this is the first yeah. time I saw you. It was very brief. I want to say you... Um, so I was still a senior at Bradley, and mm-hmm. I don't know if you were on campus just to, like, do a campus visit because you were, like, going between PT school still. But I remember I was at the Newman Center, and Andy Meister was there, and you were more or less just chatting with Andy. Um, oh. You came by and just said hi and, you know, shook hands, gave him a bro hug and whatever. Mm. Um, nice. Yeah, I don't think we said much at that point. We are more or less just kind of chit-chat here or there. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything memorable beyond that, but I think that was when I first met you, maybe, or I don't know if you had already committed to Bradley at that point. I don't know, but Andy, I remember Andy Meister telling me about you though and saying, Hey, you should, uh, hang with this guy. Nice. I don't remember who told me. So for, so obviously I guess we should say it. So I was, I did my undergraduate at U of I in Champaign um, and Matt did his at Bradley and Peoria or finished it there. But, um, and then we both went there for PT school to, at Bradley. So I don't remember though, cause we had two mutual friends at Bradley, Andy Meister and Mike Schaefer. So I feel like, um, both who I had known from U of I, but had actually gone over to Bradley for different reasons, but before me, um, they're both older than me, but I don't remember which one introduced me to you now that i say that i do remember i was trying to find a roommate 
and someone uh, one of them had told me that like you were a solid guy um and we're also doing the bradley pt program so it was kind of an easy i respected both of them so like i respected their opinion obviously but i don't remember i can't remember which one of it which one of them told me that ah dang yeah. it yeah i mean been, i would have been a good i do remember knowledge. andy talking to me about you i don't know if mike schaefer did he might have um but yeah, I suppose I don't recall the details, details, but either way, we got set up and, uh, yeah, communicated about being roommates for our first year of PT school. Nice. I do remember, which this is just a side note, but our other friend, Joe Olofsson, I remember my first time I saw him, this is a funny story, about our, now that we're talking about our early days of PT school. So Joe, Joe was our roommate, um, one of our roommates, our first year, there's four of us, and, um, I, for some reason, I had moved, when I moved in, nobody else was there. It's like, no joke. I, our first night in our apartment, I was the only, like, my, when I moved in that evening, my parents and I think my brother helped me, I don't remember, like, no one was there, and I just stayed the night there by myself. But then the next day, or was, did, no one else was there. Joe might have stopped by, but either way, um, I remember when I saw Joe first, because me and Joe, you just, um, he's really tall, I'm not, he had really long hair, I have very short hair. And I, like, no joke, I'm a pretty, I guess, to stereotype myself, clean-cut, sh- straight-shooter type, I don't know, how I dress or act, you might say. But I remember Joe showed up, like, in, like, some sandals, and he had super long hair, and came riding up to our apartment on a skateboard. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, I was like, son of a gun, like, this guy. <laughs> but turns out, we're great friends now, so, but I do remember that, um. Just a little fun. Yeah. Bit. So I remember when you were moving in, because um, so I don't know if I just wasn't there that night or if I like moved part of my stuff in, but didn't spend the night there for one reason or another. I can't remember, but I do remember you and your parents and your brother helping you move in. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like your mom was like hanging curtains or something, or your dad was like mm-hmm. hanging, cur- you know? And I was just like, who in the hell hangs curtains in their college apartment? <laughs> My mom does. Yeah, yeah, your mom does. And I remember uh, there's just a couple other little things that I was just like, gosh, this guy's so particular and just like, what in the hell is his problem? Or, uh, I mean, I, I knew you were a solid, like I had good friends vouch for you. Yeah. And, you know, by that point, Andy Meister had vouched for you and, and Mike Schaefer probably had too. But I was I that it, that was something I remembered noticing. I was just like, gosh, like that's just weird, you know. Um, Curtains. It's kind of a weird thing. And I remember I was also initially critical of your lack of culinary skills, or just mm-hmm. culinary that's... interest. Like you just didn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the two are related. If I cared more, I'd probably be better at it. But um, yeah. Yeah, for Couldn't... some reason that kind of irritated me. And the uh, the other thing, I swear I'll say some good things about you at some you point. You said some positives already, <laughs> gosh. But I think the Cardinals probably had a really good year that year. I want to say they're in the World Series against the Red Sox, maybe. Um, somewhere around there. Mm. And uh, I just remember just your Cardinals fandom. And I'm a White Sox fan, so it's not even like we're arch rivals, like different leagues, you know, whatever. It's not like I'm a Cubs fan or anything. And uh, 
But yeah, I just remember just the way you would talk about the Cardinals as if they were the only team anyone would reasonably root for. And like, you know, that whole, like, yeah, I just remember being annoyed by that too. But, uh, but yeah, no, we did, uh, initially click on, yeah, no, just a lot of levels. I think, um, obviously like faith being kind of like the primary one, like we were both very, uh, interested in that. I think we both had kind of, um, uh, I don't remember, I don't know if you read the book wild at heart, but I feel like that book was kind of like very, uh, monumental for me at the time. And just that kind of attitude, uh, of sort of, uh, I don't know. I guess I'd always kind of struggled with like what a masculine Christianity looks like. Um, and I know that that was, um, that was a book that kind of like guided me in that. And I thought that you, um, were just someone who was like-minded in that, you know, who had this like, um, kind of like toughness and, um, yeah, just this kind of, uh, adventurousness about you, uh, that I appreciated. I was like, oh, all right, let's do this. I do remember kind of a funny story. Um, this was still pretty on. It was our first summer there for sure. So mm-hmm. we, I don't know, maybe a month in when you had to take me to the emergency room. <laughs> um, I forgot about so that. So I remember it was one evening, and I hate saying this after Matt just said, but I was going to a Cardinals game the next day. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, I remember one evening I started, uh, there's a lot of blood in my urine, like randomly. And I was like, huh, that's weird. But like most people, I ignored it and was just like, well, I'm going to the Cardinals game the next day, so I don't want there to be a problem. So I'm just going to ignore it and hope that there's not. And I woke up in the middle of the night with like excruciating, like low back slash length pain. Just like, I remember, I remember this. I woke up. I mean, it was maybe like four. It wasn't like, it was like early, in the middle of the night, early morning, I think. But, and I just started throwing up in the toilet. And I was like, something seems to be wrong. <laughs> like with the combination of the blood in my urine and intense pain and just vomiting. Maybe. I had no idea what was going on. And so Mike or Matt took me to the emergency room and I had a kidney stone. But, um. That was a long, that was a brutal, I remember that hurt bad. Um, but yeah, so I remember when you, t- I remember I had to come get you, and I didn't know you that well yet, and I was like, dude, you gotta take me to the ER, something's wrong. Um, do you remember that? I do, no, I distinctly remember it, because um, I had to drive your car, I didn't even have a car at the time. So I took your little red Ford Ranger uh, mm. down to the ED, and uh, eventually your parents came, and they kind of took over the... Uh, yeah, the shift. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I remember after they came, I chatted with them um, and whatnot. And I remember I was like, everyone. well, I've got Ross's truck, so let me run a few errands because I don't have a car. <laughs> so I drove your car around town and ran some errands. But yeah, no, that, uh, no, I definitely remember. Yeah, remember that. I didn't think ill of you because of that, though. Don't worry. I guess I probably was impressed by my toughness and how well I dealt with the excruciating pain. Mm-mm. If anyone's never had a kidney stone, they don't understand. If they have, they know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, that was a long. That was rough. 
But it was interesting that first summer because, like, very quickly, just our two other roommates, John and Joe, we already talked about Joe a little bit. John was this, like, uh, he's not, like, short, but, like, 5'10", 5'11", but, like, just thick dude. Don't even start to call somebody short that's 5'10", or 11. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I was going to – part of me was, like, well, he was shorter than Joe and I, but Joe's, like, really tall. Um, But, yeah, just, like, a sturdy, thick dude. You know, I was going to say stout, but stout kind of makes you feel short. I don't know, but just like a, yeah, like power lifter build. Um, and, uh, but like very odd sense of humor. <laughs> I think you'd agree with that. Um, very funny. Very kind of like just drew all these weird connections. And like, I remember uh, like at one point, Starbucks became the Bucks, which became the Books which became, like, Book Daddy Flex or something ridiculous. And so, like, he would just say Book Daddy Flex, and we would all know what he's talking about somehow. Um, anyway. But, uh, yeah, so just kind of a, yeah, just a very funny guy. And very bright, too. Just, like, he would, mem- like, remember just the most obscure things. But, uh, but yeah, just very sharp on that. So, anyway, these two guys are, are with us. And very quickly, our apartment became like the party hub for <laughs> for our PT class, um, which yeah, which was fun at times, but also like, who are these people who are sleeping over at our apartment? I have no idea who this per you know like just it, it would be yeah, it would be a little bit chaotic at times. Um, I would say definitely more fun than chaotic, but. Um, but yeah, and there was some vile music that came out of that apartment too. I don't know if you remember any of those. I remember we no one never did dishes. We really struggled with like who was going to do the dishes. We didn't have a system in place. Remember that? I feel like there were just always tons of dishes in the sink. Yeah, I feel like that's probably most college apartment yeah. situations, but but yeah. No, it was uh right. and then Super Smash Brothers quickly became which Ross, you were terrible at first, but you got good like quick. I, okay, I'll say this really quick though. The Bradley scene, I was amazed going to because the three of you all went to Bradley, right? I think you all did. Um, no, John went to U of I. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, but he was older. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. You and Joe did, but um, I was amazed at how good people were at Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, like, no, it's literally. A thing. I think like other people the, coming to our apartment were amazing too. But like. I, you, I got there, and they are like, hey, you want to play Super Smash Brothers? And I was like, yeah, I've played Super Smash Brothers before. I'm like, sure, I'll have. It'll be fun. <laughs> and it was just like they were doing things that I didn't even know were possible to do in the game. Like uh-huh. I was like, what is – it was insane. And then everyone prided themselves on how many kills they had, and I was just trying to dance around and stay alive. Um, but, no, that was a very fun – we should have John and Joe on sometime because I feel like – we're just so different human beings, mm-hmm. like all of us. But I really did enjoy that first year a lot um, in that apartment. So, yeah, yeah, I value I valued those friendships a lot, and I yeah, we should have them on sometime. Yeah. But all right, so first year, PT school. We're learning, we're growing. Anything else big stick out before we move on to the lighthouse? Mmm, the lighthouse. I almost lit that lamp you gave me just to, in honor of it. But ran good. out of time. Um, let me think. Anything else from that first year? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different 
parties and things we did. Um, I'm sure you remember the stump game where you just hit the nail into the big stump that was on our fridge. Yep. That was fun. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say just, I mean, cause John and Joe and eventually Mike Derry, cause like initially Mike Derry wasn't mm-hmm. really interested in like deeper conversations. I don't think, or at least didn't seem to be. Um, but like, I would say those three in particular, just cause like they, they think very differently than, than you and I on a variety of things. Um, I just remember those three in particular being like, you know, just throughout PT school, just, I really enjoyed appreciating just how those friendships and relationships budded and, you know, how things kind of blossomed after, yeah, just from like very different backgrounds. Right. And I would say too, like, I think I enjoyed it as well because I think at least for me, like... I probably started becoming more interested. I guess this isn't just me. I think this is probably just most people. Like, kind of had the college, like, started asking the bigger questions, blah, blah, blah. Wanted to actually talk about hard questions and what's right and what's wrong and is God real or not and what kind of man I want to be. And just, like, those kind of those types of questions, I guess. You know, in college, I kind of started, like, in high school, I don't think I would have cared about having those conversations. Um, and then as an undergrad, I did, but I definitely think most of the people who also, who I had the conversations with were just on a similar thought sure. process as me. Um, so I think that was the, probably the first time that I actually had conversations like that or just on a regular basis, like yeah. with people who I would consider friends, but who just had very different thoughts than me. Um, and Right. Sometimes we probably argued too much, but other times I think it was probably really good for all of us. For sure. Um, just to kind of hear it, talk it out and hear things and think about things more deeply from different perspectives, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, I think that was a fun and good first year of PT school. For sure. But then came the lighthouse. Right. So year two comes along, and I remember we decided – so I feel like obviously like we us being both – pretty similar i mean we're the same age both single at the time well i was dating somebody but not married you know um like catholics trying to become better men i feel like that was like our biggest two focuses like pt school and like how to become a better man that was like was probably our biggest two things and in all those areas we kind of had the same thought process so we decided to i don't remember how we got john gray involved honestly but we decided that we wanted to have an apartment kind of geared towards that, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I feel like that was fair yeah, um, yeah, assumption. Um, kind of a geared towards, yeah, we're here for PT school, but kind of want our home life to help us in our goal of becoming better Catholic men. Um how how did we get John Gray? John Gray was our roommate our second year. Yeah. I don't remember how, how did we get John in? Well, John was a guy I knew from undergrad. Um, and he was he was finishing like a master's program in engineering. Um, to be honest, I can't remember where he was living prior. But I think it was just kind of a situation where he needed a roommate. And I was still in touch with him. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it just kind of, yeah, I think it just kind of more or less worked out. And there were three-bedroom apartments in, um, in that same St. James apartment complex we were in. And, yeah, I, I don't know if there was anything beyond that. And just um, I knew he was a solid dude. I knew he'd be on board with kind of what me and you talked about, like making our 
apartment and kind of home life uh, like. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, not that Joe and John were bad guys. Like we still kept meeting with them and hanging with them on a regular basis. But um, but yeah, just like yeah, we wanted that to be kind of more of a central focus. And and they were like, yeah, we kind of like partying and doing our thing, and um, which is yeah. So that that's kind of where where we went. But yeah, I don't remember there being a specific um, other other than just John was kind of on, on the same page with us on that sort of stuff. But I do remember we were all into whiskey, and that was a big bonding point. But I remember, do you remember the whole, so do you remember how we got the Lighthouse name started? Do you remember a specific event or? or I don't, and I don't know if there's an I, event, but I remember a, like there's this narrative we conjured up. I remember something to the effect of we would leave a light on for weary travelers to come for rest and refreshment. Something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically. And we, uh, so I think part of, so obviously like trying to be like an upstanding moral person on a college campus can be difficult um, just because like, yeah, there's a lot of young people, a lot of hormones, a lot of. Uh, parties and a lot of just temptation to do otherwise so we kind of uh well we all enjoyed lord of the rings as well so i think i i know we we kind of fashioned ourselves to be like a rivendell of sorts you know the sort of uh, place of peace and rest for the weary travelers of a college campus right so when you're battle worn from trying to defend which gosh i can't even imagine being on a college campus today just with yeah there's been a lot of weird things out there but um but yeah just like from having to defend your your faith against different things and to, and you know uh, yeah just avoid just different temptations like all right like where are you going to gather you know to build your strength and raise your spirits enter the lighthouse and i know we had a narrative of uh <clears throat> a weary traveler finding sailing in the ship and finding a flight and just being so battle-worn that that was their only hope. So they harbor their ship and depart and open the door to the light. And but they go to reach for the door, but John Gray opens it for them. <laughs> I remember that being part of it, and gives them a pipe and a glass of whiskey. And I'm on the couch playing the ukulele. And I don't know what you were doing. You were probably just, I don't know. I was there. You're just there the bragging rings. about the Cardinals or some stupid thing. <clears throat> I don't think I'm that big of a fan. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, I know that was like a, a whole narrative thing. And then I remember remember the dinner we threw for the uh, the girls who did the mission trip. That was really good. That was good. Um, I'll let you recount that one since I was talking for a while. Yeah. So three friends of ours, um, Abby, Shannon, and Anna went on a there was it was it was like through one of our professors churches i believe started like a joint like christian slash pt mission trip to haiti i believe dominican um, republic dr yeah. yeah sorry now i sound like i just don't know i think that all the <laughs> caribbean is the same i guess but um i think i, I it was with the church so there was kind of more of the probably evangelization slash you know serving the poor with like well we have this skill 
to like help people that are in pain and certain things. Um, so the church sponsored it, but one of our PT professors was like part of the church. So they would take some PT students. Anyway, these three girls went, um, and I think we were all just like, yeah, like that's a cool thing. You know, they are very, you know, taking time and energy and resources to try to help other people. So we said, I'm trying to think, we I think we actually made invitations. We did. Well, and had one of our, prof- okay, you remember it closely or well. well. Well, yeah, yeah. So we, I remember like the wording on the invitation was something to the effect of, after a week of serving others, allow us to serve you or something, something to that effect. I don't know if that was yeah, exactly yeah. it. But we, uh, yeah, so we made invitations and we had one of our, was it Cheryl? I think Cheryl gave it to him. Yeah, we yeah. had one of our professors deliver the invitations because <laughs> I sat next to Abby. I couldn't just hand it to her. <laughs> um, that's beneath me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we, we kind of went through all these steps to just make it like and uh, yeah, just an exceptionally honoring evening. And I know like, I mean, part of Ross and I's um, just like journey, I don't know, not journey, but like our effort to like just be like just grow and to be like good honorable men. Like I know chivalry was like something that we had talked about and like we're like, yeah, actually that's a good thing. Like we should treat women respectively respectfully and um yeah so that was like a, like we just went wanted to not like over the top in a cartoonish way but yeah just go a little over the top and like i don't know and like none of us dated any of them like there was no ulterior motives on that regard you know it was it was very much just uh yeah like let's just do something to honor people who are doing something good so um which the more i mean yeah, we did kind of go. I mean, we went all out in the sense that well, Matt and John cooked a nice meal. My culinary skills. I was. I think I was the. I was entertaining. John made think, homemade freaking noodles. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. But like, I feel like that's something that we could just. I don't know. Like me and my wife have talked about some like just the idea of like dinner, as like a central point of not only the day but the week. Like maybe on a Sunday or something. Like it's just so lost today. Um, so like. Yeah, like we took time, we made a nice meal, probably had some wine, like had people over. It wasn't how fast can you eat it and do the dishes. It was like sit down and talk. And remember, tell we, us about the trip. we wore shirts and ties and suits and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I need to do that every week. Yeah, but, definitely um, not. I don't know. I just think that there's like, maybe I'm being too trying to pull something from the sky here, but like, just so much of I feel like like life around uh, revolves around just food and eating, like just from the time spent buying food and preparing food and cooking food and eating food and cleaning up. Like just so much of your life is there. Like I do think there's something like that is like genuinely good about just sharing a meal with people. Um, and I feel like we kind of, which I think that was kind of the goal of the lighthouse a little bit. Like we wanted to. Yes, like it's fine to go to college and have a good time. Like we're not trying to say that, and obviously we're not very, we were not puritanical at all. I mean, <laughs> we, were, we were literally drinking whiskey, and we actually smoked. Which, looking back, I don't know why we did that we in, our in our apartment. Yeah, we would put fans up to try to. And we opened the windows, window. and we had our smoking which, jackets. But that helped like one percent. Still, <laughs> we woke up the next morning, and the house would reek of smoke. Yeah, um, not our brightest but, idea. But yeah, I feel like that was kind of the 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 point of that night. I feel like was which I feel like college is kind of like a unique time in life where people are like open to this. But like, 
yeah, that type of thing. Or you remember we just have people over. I think it was Thursday nights, but like, yeah, whoever wants to come over and like, yeah, just whiskeys we'll and bu- cigars, and we'll have whiskeys and cigars, and we'll just talk about like we aren't going to talk about football or which girl's the hottest on campus. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about them, but like that's not what we're going to talk about. You know, we're going to talk sure. about did you read a good book or. Right, probably trying to pretend like we were smarter than we were, but at the same time, like I think a lot of good came out of just the effort to like create that space. Um, I would be interested to see if anybody that came over on a somewhat regular basis like appreciated it. Like, I would be interested to call like ten people that remember that I like, came over and be like, "Did you like appreciate that? And like, was that good or was that just like eh, the whiskey was good and you guys poured it for free?" You know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That would be interesting. I know Jake Dust came, so I'll uh, maybe I'll ask him about it. See if he remembers yeah. those nights. But, but yeah, and that was. Um, I mean, and, and another. I know another like kind of image we had was the Tullamore Dew commercial. Mm. Oh man, I yeah. forgot about. We I should, completely forgot about. We that. We should try to that. find a link to it, and maybe Michael put it in the show notes. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. So <laughs> I think it'd be easier. I mean, Mike does that work. We can just tell him the picture we want, and he can find it. That's right. But <laughs> but uh, but I think that it. So <clears throat> it's a scene: Irish countryside, four men walking together. It's kind of misty, dreary, rainy. <clears throat> you know, the song "The Parting Glass" is playing, which is this kind of <clears throat> a little ear, not eerie, but just kind of dissonant maybe i don't know if that's the right word um dissonant song it's performed in a variety of ways you can perform it very cheerily and you can perform it kind of more eerie and mystical i guess but um so it's a song about departing from one another and so it makes it seem like and they walk through this you know it's by a church and there's a graveyard it makes it seem as if like one of their friends had died um and then you find out um should i tell the people what they find out at this point, just tell us the commercial. Yeah, yeah. All right. Finish it. Finish it. So uh, and they're like, you know, to, I forget the guy's name, to Johnny, you know, may God be with him. And they all cheers their glass. And then the church bell rings and they turn around and there's one of their brides. Right. So, you know, that's kind of the parting glass. He's leaving them, you know, can't be a single bro anymore. And he's going to his bride. So anyway, cool commercial. But I feel like it just showed... Um, just kind of illustrated this uh, this kind of friendship and fraternity that um, is very clearly deeper than just like drinking buddies and you know just cooler you know uh, cooler talk about um, football games and fantasy football and whatever else you know like um, there's like a camaraderie um, that isn't like entirely like esoteric you know um, like these look like rather, I don't know, not gritty, but just like very normal people. Um, but at the same time is like, yeah, just there, there's a depth there that, um, yeah, I just don't know is, is like super common, you know, to have like that deep of a male friendship, um, in a very, I think superficial world for men and for women, but like, yeah, obviously we're, can only live it out as men, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that was, that was kind of another, like, cool thing about that living situation that, yeah, really tried to live out. 
Yeah, I think that, um, I guess now you said that, like, I think something else that sticks out, like, about our friendship, which, I mean, we're obviously very good friends. We're both in each other's weddings and things. Um, so yeah. Matt, you're my best friend. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I feel like something that's interesting is because I think that, at least in my experience, the type of, like, friendships and relationships that are probably deepest are the ones that don't revolve, I mean, I'm not being a genius here right most people probably like duh but like don't revolve just around like the superficial things um but i think that like maybe why ours was I think a couple reasons i think why like our friendship was maybe unique or just for us like very good at the time i mean now too but um like one like we were really like living life together in the sense of like i mean the extreme example would be like band of brothers right like these men that go off to war and like they have this like shared experience that was difficult and they had like literally they were a band of brothers and not that pt school is quite as hard as fighting in world war ii but like living together for a couple years you know eating a lot of meals together studying together like there is a sense of that um again watered down i'm not trying to obviously watered down compared to world war ii well yeah i mean there's an intensity uh, to living yeah, and, and kind of getting, yeah, just working hard together and, yeah, doing all that stuff. But I think, like, why maybe it was a little bit more unique, too, is, like, when I think of more the, the the like, the, the more, the increased depth that maybe some of the conversations went to, because, like I said, it was, I mean, like, obviously it wasn't about football and beer all the time, it was about, you know, how do we become better men or even like, Hey, you know, you screwed up here or something like that, like hard conversations and things like that, um, kind of towards a a similar goal. Um, but I think that at least most of the friends I have kind of on that level, like I think something that maybe sets our friendship apart a little bit is like, not that we were, you know, we were, we're men cause we're in graduate school now, but I, I do feel like there is something to like that we were a little bit older. Um, so like, I don't know, like my college, like my undergrad friends that I have like the same type of friendship with and that they're really good guys and we're striving to become better. Like we were just younger and more immature when we started becoming friends. You know what I mean? So I do think there's something to be said for like we were a little bit older when we kind of started our friendship. I mean, 22, but like whatever, um, not 18. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like there's something to be said for that too. Maybe we're a little bit more comfortable not that we we're like calling each other out of our dumb things all the time, but like there, I don't know. We were more adult than we were when we were 18, I guess. And well, I yeah. And I added to it. And I think, um, I mean, I know something like Aristotle even talks about, like, I, I want to say he even categorizes like different levels of friendship and I couldn't tell you exactly like what, if he, like if they, what their titles might've been, but, um, like the highest level he talks about are like when you're, your friendship like leads you to to virtue basically like if your friendship is surrounded by virtue and not utility and not whatever else um not i think it was like utility was like the lowest level that's basically your business partners like um and then pleasure just doing pleasurable things together like playing football whatever um and then like virtue was kind of like the the highest level like i think we'd both just yeah had grown in virtue prior to that um, which, yeah, I, I think that's probably that, I mean, I know you use the term maturity, but I, I think another word might've just been virtue. You know what I mean? Like we had already kind of been formed a little bit. Um, 
prior to like us meeting and I think that um, yeah I mean that means something you know and I know that like even in like my marriage too like yeah I've grown in different ways like when I was, when I was first married to Claire it was, you know it was very difficult not to like keep tabs on like oh well I did this 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 and this like you know well, and you took a nap today how dare you you know and like the, you know but you grow in virtue and like I'm growing in charity and I'm growing in like awareness of like, oh yeah, actually Claire's really charitable towards me too, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, not the, the somewhat selfish views I had, you know, to start and yeah. So anyway, long story short, I think like, yeah, just having grown in virtue, I think prior to that meant something. Um, I feel like we have to talk about Stephen Covey a little bit before we really in this episode. You don't think so? Well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he he obviously so, meant something. To, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I guess yeah. Certainly with the other like PT. It didn't mean anything to me. No, no, no. Because right. that was I a good like avenue with like our a, other PT classmates for sure. Like I feel like that was like one of the beginnings of, like, at least with that group of friends and our PT classmates. So we read that book, um, "The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People" by Stephen Covey, um, and I don't remember. Steve Tippett might have made us read it. I don't remember. Who, it was Steve I think it was Tippett Steve made us yeah. read it or had us read it in one of his classes. But I just remember, like at the time when we started, I was like, "This is dumb," and I, I feel like I got a lot out of reading that book. Like one, just reading the book, but also for some reason, I feel like that book stimulated a lot. Or yeah, just a lot of good conversations came out of that book for us and some of our classmates. Um, that honestly, like I still think about sometimes today a little bit. So I feel like that was a very like influential book too. Um, at the time, which I, I remember thinking, like, when we started reading it, I thought that was dumb. And by the end of it, I was like, wow, that was awesome. Um, one of the points in particular, so the reason I bring it up with you, um, I feel like the point that, and maybe I'm the only person that struggles with this. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but, um, uh, like, now I forget how he types. I don't remember how he titles the chapter. It's been a long time since I read it. But he talks about the point that, like, we kind of have, like, a win-lose philosophy philosophy in our world today like if somebody else does good i do bad and like we can't so it kind of we kind of tend to tear other people down because if we don't like if they're doing well it makes it seem like in our heads that we're not um so like an example like i remember at the time which looking back we might have even acknowledged at the time that we were idiots for doing this but like i don't know maybe joe's studying so it's like I didn't want to study at that time. So instead of like letting myself be inspired and be like, yeah, I really should study. I would just start like making fun of him for being a nerd, you know, oh, nerd, you're studying. Like, because somehow if he's not like, you know what I mean? If that makes that point makes sense. Like I felt like by tearing him down there, I, I'm not saying this is right to do, but so the reason I bring it up with our friendship was, um, I feel like there was not like a, not that it was like a competitiveness, but I feel like in a way we were just like on the same I always like viewed us as kind of like on the same plane a little bit and that like we're a little bit older than the other un- like the undergrads that were hanging around the Newman Center. So like some of the younger guys might have like looked up to us. It's like, yeah, they're a couple years older than us. Like they're cool. You know, we drink whiskey at their apartment type thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like that and like we are striving towards the same goals. But I feel like we just had a kind of a similar formational experience as well. Sure. So like there was always like a sense of a competitiveness there that I remember like that book. I remember maybe like a I I became like aware of it from that book. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, Oh, I do do this sometimes. Um, like it's okay to root for other people. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like that. I, that's one point, but I feel like that book was also 
when I think of like the early years of our friendship and Bradley and stuff, that book comes to my mind a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I definitely distinctly remember that in regards to like conversing with our classmates on like deeper topics, you know, um, I would say especially Michael Derry. Cause I like, think like Joe and John were always kind of lend lended themselves to like those types of things, at least to some degree. Um, I felt like Michael Derry was, maybe I just didn't spend enough time with him, but he always seemed a little more resistant to that sort of stuff. Um, or just not interested at least. But that I know that was like a big way to be like, oh, shoot, like there's more to this guy, you know. Um, but, yeah, and like certainly through that, um, you know, our friendship grew too. Because like I know we like we both like enjoyed hanging out with our classmates um, <clears throat> despite like differences amongst, you know, our, our ideas and backgrounds and values and whatnot. But, um but yeah, no, I thought that that was a really good avenue just for like good discussion, you know, not like, not even necessarily like convincing or converting, but just like deepening our friendship, you know, which is like, it's hard to convince or convert anyone if you're not like, if they don't matter to you enough, to, you know, enough to really get into um, their thoughts and feelings and desires and really exploring that. And I think Covey did that, you know. Yeah. All right. So, origin story. That's a lot. But what's something you think has made our friendship stick? Because I feel like I mean we still obviously converse. I mean, more than a lot of people. Um, so like, what other than my charm and good looks and all that? <laughs> um. Interesting. Um. I mean, any friendship is going to have, like, common interests. It's going to have, like, just memories, just, you know, just fun, pleasurable memories. But I suppose to, like, maybe get, stick to the Aristotle thing. Like, I think just the fact that we, like, both, like, very, very intentionally, like, pushing each other in different virtues at the time. Um, <clears throat> and we both had, like, a very common mission in terms of, like, yeah, we want to, like, represent our faith to our class you know, and just, like, really grow in that, and then, I mean, you were also there, like, when, as I was, like, discerning to go into the seminary, which I did after PT school, you know, like, yeah, you were, um, like, one of the main people I was, like, discussing that with, you know, because I didn't really share that with, like, openly with a ton of people, um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, there is, um, yeah, I mean, it was a pivotal kind of year, yeah, it was just a pivotal few years, um, and um, just like the centrality of virtue in our friendship, I think is probably what kind of made us stick. Um, and just like a, um, I don't, know, I I know one conversation we've had kind of in a few different iterations is just like based on Lord of the Rings, like who would you be in Lord of the Rings, and how we all like like oh yeah, I'd be Aragorn or something, and it's like yeah, I'd probably be Merry. You know, you might be Pippin. You know, I'm the guy who drops yeah. the whatever down the well and, you know, causes havoc and whatever, kind of stumble through life. But <clears throat> but just like the image of the Shire and, you know, kind of this like, uh, I don't know, just this like wholesome, um, 
and not even like a high esoteric thing, you know, just like, yeah, no, this is just like what a good life is. You know, I think, uh, yeah, we just both have an appreciation for that and like a humility, <laughs> you know, to like really enter into that. Um, kind of like you mentioned with the meals, you know, and just the simplicity of, of like, yeah, we're just going to have like a good wholesome apartment where, yeah, we're going to drink, but like, we're going to look out for each other. Like, yeah, we're going to smoke and, um, uh, but like we're going to do it in a way that's like life-giving, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know if that's a concise answer at all, but. I do remember one time, I have to say this, sorry. That's really beautiful what you just said, but <laughs> when you said smoke, I remembered one time. Oh, the random guy? I don't know. What? The kid who got I... sick because he smokes too I... much and we rolled like, dude, you don't need to finish that. And he looked terrible. I was going to let that one go. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> um, he didn't get sick I remember in our apartment. One, so I remember good. one time. I don't think anybody got sick. But no. No. I think John Gray got big cigars. It was like near finals or something. Mm. And I do recall, speaking of humility, neither of us finished ours. Nope. Remember that? Because like, and I don't know. I'm going to say Matt went first. Maybe it was me that went first, but I'll say Matt for the sake I of I definitely story. went first. Um, like, we're sitting there smoking, and we just thought we were, like, such men smoking mm. these cigars. Matt's we're grad students. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, Matt starts looking, and these are, like, big cigars. And Matt starts looking pretty pale. And he was like, oh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go to bed, guys. I, like, tried to play it off as cool. And then I was not feeling great. It was probably like, oh, what a wimp. And then. <laughs> but I'm going to go to bed, too. Like, five minutes later, I was like, uh, I got to go to the bathroom. And just, like, felt so terrible that I, like, threw the cigar... I don't I didn't throw it away, but, like, washed my face and, like, drank a gallon of water and went straight to bed. And I just have this, like, memory of John Gray just sitting there by himself. And just I think finishing, his finishing his huge cigar? No, I bet I he did. Gosh, what a man. Mm, what a man. We should get John Gray on the podcast. We should. He'd be We're just going to have a bunch of guests <laughs> do this. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, no, I definitely remember that. Yeah. <clears throat> I do think, to kind of, maybe we'll close it up here soon, but I think that one thing that maybe, to try to capture, it's, it's hard to capture that same, like, essence of friendship when you're not, like, in the same city and living together that we had, you know, for a couple years in these, like, formatively years when you can sip whiskey and talk about the man you want to be, and now it's like, well, we both have jobs and... <laughs> wives and kids and whatnot uh, but like I feel like we I mean it's intentionally done but like I feel like we do a good job of doing friendshipy things that aren't at the superficial level like our camping trips and such um, and I think that just kind of kind of like the same thing as the meal thing there's just like some things that seem to like draw like and I feel like everybody knows this but like yeah, like, let's have dinner together, or let's go camping together, or, like, let's have a glass of whiskey. Like, those type of things just, like, lean themselves towards, like, good quality conversation and quality time versus, like, let's go to the bar. Not that you can't, I mean, I'm sure we went to bars together, too, but, like, it just doesn't seem to have the same, I don't know, something about it seems to be different enough that I feel like we have enough of the former that I think that really helped. Yeah. Um, form and sustain our friendship through the years for sure for sure mm. 
And I know we just talked a lot about even just like friendship itself during those years too, which that's something that like, yeah, I don't know if, I mean, I think most people would be like do themselves well to meditate on, you know, I know there's a lot of like kind of cliche high school. Oh, your real friends are the ones who stick by you, you know, just these kind of, you know, cliche types of like descriptions of friendship. But, um, it's like, well, if they stick by you and they like continue to influence your bad decisions, it's like, I don't know if they're a good friend, <laughs> you know, or like the best friends are the ones who you make the worst decisions with. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's the opposite, you know, like, I mean, you, there, there's a lot of different iterations of like these, these sorts of, uh, but common, whatever, you know, bumper sticker type, um, like, no, things. Matt, I will not be with you in prison. I will bail you out <laughs> because you were an idiot. And I'll explain to you why you were in it. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, that's the same. Yeah, I've heard that one before. I'm like, the friends are the ones that are in prison with you. Or in jail, not prison. And, like, they go to jail with you because... Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, any iteration of that. Um, but, yeah, like, I guess just to, like, really meditate on, like, what friendship is, you know? And it's the type of thing that happens before you're conscious of it. You know, like, you make friends as a little kid. You know, you're not, like, trying to contemplate what, like, friendship is but you still like live it out and have experiences with friends and like you have some idea, but like, yeah, I would just say the next step of maturing is like being more explicit about it and being like, okay, like this is what like true friendship is. And that was something that like, yeah, I know we did talk about and like, yeah, I would say intentionally leaned into, you know? Um, so like, it does take a little bit of like intentionality to, to do that sort of stuff, especially just having been through like, you know, high school, college, grad school, seminary, work, you know, like you meet people along the way and like some people stick, some people don't. Um, and like, doesn't make the people who didn't stick any less important at the time, perhaps, but like at the same time, like there's, yeah, there's a depth that like, I think contributes to the sticking. All right. I feel like we're, we're getting close. So any close I mean I feel like that maybe was the closing thought honestly but um yeah I honestly don't think I have anything else to add to that I think that was a good conclusion all right cue Legit. the parting glass how much do you think it would cost to get the parting Ooh, glass to play right there it'd probably be a little expensive stopped, when you stopped right there if we could have like a three second pause and then that song start playing lightly oh, that'd be nice of all the I have told you it was gonna rain. Yeah. I've spent it in good company. It's better to pass into that other world with full passion and glory than to fade and wither dismally with age. And all the harm. Nice, good. Alas, it was to none but me. But since it has so to be, by a time to rise and a time to fall, come fill to me the parting glass. Good night and joy be.